Imagine singing to millions of people about how your son is no longer in this world. That is what the blues artist Eric Clapton did. What's going on, you guys? My name is Stefan, and you are listening to the Audio Addiction Podcast. Eric Clapton was born on March 30th, 1945, in Ripley, Surrey, England. His birth mother would eventually remarry and leave to Germany, leaving young Eric to his grandparents. In his early teens, life would be quite normal. And just like any normal child, he would receive a guitar for his 13th birthday. Ecstatic. He would begin tinkering around the piece of wood. But like any budget guitar, whether it was an acoustic or an electric, the neck would be thick and hard to wrap around. It wouldn't help that these low-end guitars also had an action wider than the width between my eyes. Frustrated like any teen, not becoming a good player quickly enough, he would lose interest. However, something compelled him to go back. Maybe it was to woo a girl. Maybe because he thought to himself that he gave up too easily. But it was most likely he came across a record. A blues record. And wanted to sound just like it. Learning for hours, playing the record back endlessly, trying to mimic the sounds he heard onto the fretboard. He would use his reel-to-reel tape to practice on what he's done before. Music would be his life, like how the earth revolves around the sun. Eric would always find himself around it. Dropping out of Kingston College of Art to pursue music was just another example of this truth for Eric. He would end up busking, playing for the locals, and trying to earn a living. And this is where Eric would get discovered. Looks like all those hours playing the reel did something for him. It gave him immense skills on the guitar. He would have chances to play gigs with David Brock, the Roosters, and a short stint with Casey Jones and the Engineers. In October 1963, Eric would join the band The Yardbirds. That might sound familiar. It would also be the band where Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page would begin their journeys. The band seemed like a perfect fit, incorporating Chicago blues styles into British rock, playing classic blues numbers, and Eric became one of the most talked about guitars in the British music scene. This is also where Eric would get his nickname, Whenever Clapton would break a string with the Yardbirds, he wouldn't leave. He would stay on stage and change it. With audiences left to wait patiently, they would slow clap, which in turn gave Eric the nickname Slowhand, a pun for all the times where he broke strings. In 1965, the Yardbirds, at this point, would gain a cult following for die-hard blues fans. However, they would also release in that year of 65, the hit song, For Your Love. For your 
And this was a shift in style for the band, becoming more pop-oriented. Outraged, Clapton would quit on the day the song For Your Love was released, feeling betrayed that this die-hard blues group started playing pop numbers. In 1966, Clapton would be invited by drummer Ginger Baker to be part of a trio alongside Jack Bruce. It was one of the first supergroups formed. Jack would be from the band Manfred Mann, Graham Bond Organization, and Clapton from the Yardbirds and the Bluesbreakers. Here, Eric would develop as a songwriter and as a singer. And the band would soon be a rock staple in the rock scene. Having these long, drawn-out blues jams and Eric soloing for minutes on end, he became the star of the show. Having many people in Britain trying to emulate the sounds from Eric's guitar. Much like how Eric endlessly tried to listen to the reels of other blues artists to replicate them. However, another force of wind, like a force of nature, would come into the scene. He would bring in a new perspective for Clapton, and that was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix seemed almost like the polar opposite of Eric, as the latter was a traditionalist. He was an amazing player with the tones and the melody. Eric would make it enchanting. Jimmy, on the other hand, was bombastic, chaotic, a force of creativity emulated into a tsunami. It would wash over anything in its way. Cream, near the end of 1968, would disband. However, it would have already made their mark. They had become a commercial success with three huge hit singles to come from. Crossroads, The White Room, and Sunshine of Your Love. At this point, Eric was an icon. Even if he was in a band, they would probably only know Eric as the main player. Despite this, he would form a band called Derek and the Dominoes to show that he can function in a group that was not centered around him and made every effort in doing so. Heavily influenced by the band, a rock group from the States, Eric would focus more on the vocals, comprising of songs that would require multi-layer harmonies rather than guitar solos. And this would result in one of the most famous rock songs in history, Layla. However, despite this hit song, the album would receive lukewarm reviews and troubles plagued the band. Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers participated in the recording of the album. It would have went on tour with Clapton, however, would join back with his brother. Jimi Hendrix would pass away, devastating Eric. Eagles would clash in the making of the second record, which Eric Clapton would decide to quit. Clapton would continue to have this cloud over his head for quite some time. A heroin user, much like many of the other blues artists of the day, he would struggle with day-to-day tasks. Eric would have loved ones leave him. His friends die around him. And when the songs 
are just not going his way. It seemed like his fans were slowly disappearing. Only one to be around him was heroin. In 1974, he would stop the heroin, only to be replaced with drinking. And out from the long hiatus, he would drum up a band and begin touring. Although no amount of touring and continued success as a guitarist would help him deal with his alcohol addiction. This would continue on into the 80s, where finally Eric would go to the doctor to seek help. He would get it, and would continue to play, record with his fellow musicians in sobriety. All was well and good, but on a day like any other, the worst nightmare would happen from any parent. Eric was out. His son was with his mother, and both would be at her friend's house, enjoying the day together, and nothing in that apartment would cause an alarm. However, the boy would stumble and fall to the windows. From the 53rd floor, Connor would fall to his death. How could any parent stand at that funeral? No parent should be at their child's funeral. Just when things were getting clearer for Eric, tragedy again strikes. Much like what happened with Jimmy, with Dwayne. Like his mother leaving him when she left for Germany. Eric was devastated and would go to his guitar, to his music. The one thing that was always around ever since he was 13. With a quivering voice, shaky hands, Eric would go on stage during... MTV Unplugged, and do an acoustic session with many of the songs from his past. However, there was one song that would be written to talk about that day where he lost his son, and that was Tears in Heaven. be a resurgence in popularity for the blues artist. He would win six Grammys for that single, and and every parent would listen to it and tuck their child in a little longer after it. It would be bittersweet. Eric Clapton is one of the most famous guitarists in the world. Critics easily dub him one of the best guitarists in history. He is the only three-time inductee at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist and as a member of Cream, and for the Yardbirds. And most importantly, would develop the culture of the importance of the lead guitarist for the genre of rock. He was one of the first to have those drawn-out solos that then morphed into epics, the same we see with Led Zeppelin. He would bring blues into the forefront of people's minds. Eric Clapton, However, the most interesting is how he is one of the few guitarists that survived. If you have been paying attention, many of his friends died young, many due to drugs. And just like them, he was very much an addict and could have easily died like one of them. And yet he survived, and he survived the loss of his son. 
and you can almost hear his life through the compilation of albums that he released throughout his life. And that's all for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Audio Addiction. Eric Clapton has a very special place in my heart. He was one of the first uh, guitarists, or I guess the song Layla was one of the first songs I've ever learned um, playing on guitar, and I remember very distinctly. Um, But a few closing notes about Eric Clapton. And one thing that Eric Clapton should be really known for He's one of the first white guitarists, really, for the blues. Uh, the blues genre was a predominantly African-American uh, style of music, uh, and very much so early rock and roll as well. And Eric Clapton grew up on that. And he became one of the first white blues artists uh, to come on the scene and, and gain the respect of his peers. And it, it doesn't do it any justice talking about you know, how great Eric Clapton is. I mean, just look at all the artists that came after him, uh, including Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix was one of those artists that idolized Eric Clapton and his playing. Um, despite how dumbfounded Eric Clapton was when he saw uh, Jimi Hendrix play, there's a very uh, interesting interview with Eric Clapton where he talks about how he was blown out of his mind when he saw Air, uh, Jimi Hendrix play. And at the same time, you see Jimi Hendrix singing Eric Clapton's praises. Uh, even covering many of Eric Clapton's songs like Sunshine of Your Love, um, a lot of songs like that. And in turn, even Eric Clapton was about to release a cover of Little Wing. Uh, and that was right around the time that Jimi Hendrix died, so they decided not to release it. But, you know, it, it, it shows how important Eric Clapton is when you have uh, that one guy that's dubbed the greatest guitarist in history um, idolizing this guy. And it speaks volumes to Jimi Hendrix's character as well as Eric Clapton's character as well. But thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, Catch the next episode of Audio Addiction on your favorite podcasting services. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you like this episode and you think some of your other friends or family might enjoy it as well, give it a share, and consider going on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review. I'll see you next time.